To quote Dr. Jane Goodall, and I love to quote Dr. Jane Goodall, you cannot get through a single day without having an impact on the world around you. What you do makes a difference, and you have to decide what kind of difference you want to make. We are celebrating those that invest their time making a difference in the service of their community and hopefully inspiring others to do that as well. Hey, everybody, I'm Gina Murphy-Darling, and this is Down to Earth Tucson. So one of my all-time favorite expressions is about being the change you wish to see in the world. And those expressions survive and thrive forever and ever because they really make sense. So this podcast is all about that. And it relates to the power of volunteering. And joining me are two people who know quite a bit about that topic for lots of reasons. One of which is because it's their job, but another even bigger piece is because of who they are and how they show up in the world. And I happen to know one of them quite well and actually see her a lot of these volunteer opportunities, maybe five in a weekend. And we're like, oh, so that happens too. So I have to add that they are here representing a company that fully, completely, and passionately embraces a culture of volunteering from the top down, Tucson Electric Power Company. So please join me in welcoming Wendy Erica Worden, Community Engagement Manager, and Shay Lynn Fernald, Volunteer Programs Coordinator at DEP. So thank you so much for being here and has our world changed in the last couple of months. Oh, wow. Yeah, Gina, thank you so much. Thanks for giving us the opportunity to speak to your incredible audience. And uh, thanks for all you do to to make that change happen and be a voice for that change. So yeah, it's a it's a new and different world than it was uh, just a couple months ago. A couple ago. months ago. And you know, you know me quite well. And you know that I'm not a fake it till you make it. If there's joy in my heart, there's joy in my voice and enthusiasm. And I really, I enjoyed preparing for this show. I've been involved in community activities for for many decades. And I'm the type of person, yeah, over four decades. So I know what I'm talking about. And Wendy, let's start with you. You really are an award-winning community engagement manager You have more than 25 years experience of getting people and companies and organizations to engage. I think they call it the can't say no to Wendy club. So (laughs) can you share with us about how you would describe a history of volunteering at TEP and even your thoughts on, I kind of considered a core value of the people I meet there. And that might be taking it a little bit deeper, but what's the inside scoop? What's the history and How is it valued within the corporate structure? Sure. Well, um, our community action team is made up of uh, volunteer employees throughout our entire company. And uh, that's the, I think the most fun about it is you've got people who otherwise would not have an opportunity to know each other. You've got someone in power production who's working with someone in accounting, who's working with someone operationally out in the field. And it really started um, about 25, 30 years ago um, when our company was looking at how we wanted to feel a little closer to our customers and really have a better conduit for how we uh, got to, to engage with our community. And they put together the Community Action Team, and that is what CAT, C-A-T, stands for, is Community Action Team. And they uh, created these now legendary 
TEP electric blue shirts uh, so that a lot of people know the, the um, air quote army of blue shirts that they see from TEP when we're doing a walk up a mountain or we're uh, out doing a, a trail activity, we really like to show up in those numbers. And it really just came from really, as you said, Gina, from the top and, and all along our company leadership has led by um, by being a part of that volunteerism. So it really started with the, the company mandate of wanting to support employee volunteers. And it's, it's always been a very thriving, robust uh, part of our companies. And, and both Tucson Electric Power Company but also our sister company, Unisource Energy. Uh, we have offices with that organization all over the state, and those there's very vibrant uh, volunteer work groups in those uh, those areas as well. And I'm glad you mentioned the electric blue shirts because they're really gorgeous. And I want to know: do, does Unisource <laughs> give out the same color? Do they get to wear the same electric blue? <laughs> So, so Unisource's shirts are this because they have the same consistent blue, um, but where we have our, our little uh, dash of yellow that comes from our, our logo, you'll appreciate this, Gina. Theirs is like a very vibrant lime environmental green color. So uh, they get their little splash of green, but yes, they do have blue shirts as well. Love and, it. you know, it's, it's actually, <laughs> I think it's kind of funny, and I think your, your listeners would probably also appreciate that those shirts are a part of Fed by Threads, which is a locally yes. uh, based, and I think you've done some yes. work with Fed by Threads. Made in the um, USA, so, and that, ethically sourced. Made in the USA. Yes. Exactly. And that was a very conscious decision, too, because as you may know, uh, you know, you can get a shirt online for $1.50 these days and they're they're not, uh, you know, environmentally sensitive and they're made sometimes with labor that isn't appropriate. And then they're shipped all the way across the uh, the, uh, the ocean. And when we uh, went to our management and said, you know, there's a there's a significant cost difference on these shirts between what's the cheapest and what's the right shirt for us to have to represent. And without, they, they didn't even think twice. They said, we need to support the local company of Fed by Threads. And so that is how we have continued to kind of update and evolve where those, those uh, TEP blue shirts come from. That, I'm so glad that you thought to bring that up because it's it's really, again, an example of the socially responsible thing to do. And you know that there's not the um, the slave trade involved in the making of your shirts. That really matters to me a lot. And I know all about Fed by Threads. And I have quite a few of pieces of clothing from when they had their retail store. So, Shaylin, thanks for staying there with us because I have a lot of questions for you too. And my first one to you is, I really am of the mindset that volunteer volunteering is actually an investment in the community. I believe that, that if you're doing a volunteer event or participating or giving your sweat equity, you're investing in your community. So my first question of the two-part question is, do you agree with me? And the second part of that question is, how do you think TEP invests through volunteerism, if that all makes sense and comes together in a nice little two-part question? <laughs> Um, yes, I, I do agree with you um, completely. Um, I really think that uh, as a company, it's part of uh, who we are. Um, a lot of people really appreciate the diversity that we allow 
um, in our events. And, um, you know, we celebrate our employees volunteering outside of company-sponsored events. Um, we really try to recognize, you know, the diversity that comes with that. Um, so a lot of people are really grateful for, you know, um, us giving them the opportunity to, um, you know, encounter new organizations to work with. Uh, there are so many in Pima County alone. Um, so that's been, that's, that's a really nice thing that, that we get to provide and we get to help our employees with is connecting them to organizations uh, that they might not have been aware of. Uh, and also, you know, helping them support ones that, that they're already working with. So there's a big news flash for Mrs. Green. I thought that you provided volunteers just for volunteer TEP-sponsored events, and it's wonderful to hear that, and I can honestly say I'm not surprised. So my next question is also for you. Um, in my family, family, we're calling COVID-19, we call it, that was in the before times, and this is the times, and then there'll mm-hmm. be the after times. So having lived here <laughs> for a very long time, I was going to say, I think there are about 500,000 events a year. That is a gross exaggeration. <laughs> um, but when you're going to so many of them, sometimes it does feel like that. Did I go to 10 events this weekend? That was in the before times, but... I can't even get my head around how many requests for volunteers TEP must get. Can you give us a sense for how you begin to decide which events you will support and which events are will be, you know, able to use the TEP logo or get some funds or whatever? How do you decide? Is it all Shay and we need to like become your best friend? No, um, it's actually a team effort, uh, and there's a lot of different support that we provide. It, it's kind of easy, and it's and it's also kind of not. Um, we typically try to um, not have events on the same days. It's not always possible. We we participated. We had volunteers at uh, 111 separate events last year, um, and that was throughout the year. And that was just our Tucson numbers, um, but. We, we come at it from a bunch of, a couple different ways. There are some events that we typically participate in every year because we like the cause or we like the right. organization. Um, we also have events that our employees bring to us. Um, we had one this year that it was a new organization that we never worked with, and the employee was new to the organization as well. And uh, they asked if she could help raise a small amount of funds and do a walk with her. Um, and so she reached out to us in our group and, you know, said, hey, can we do this? And so we did. We gave them a small donation and she got, I think it was like 10 or 12 people to go walk. And it was a nice way to introduce some employees who were interested in this specific cause um, to, to learn about that organization a little bit more. So there's a couple of ways we, we do it, um, but mostly is through employee uh, support. If we don't have an employee advocate, then typically... Um, but we'll still do an event, but um, most of them come from our employees bringing us organizations or events, and some of them we do have longstanding relationships with. So it's it's kind of a combination of a lot of things. And I have to comment that that's a really great hybrid. I mean, there there are volunteer events that I know that you're at that would be up the creek without your support. But to hear that, I call that organic. The way that. It can come about that TEP does support it. It's just, you know, to me, a big high five. So I want to ask both of you, and Wendy, let's start with you. Um, 
you know, we're living in a COVID-19 world and I'm not dwelling in the future because nobody really knows what that's going to be like. We just know that there will be an impact on so many, many things. And I don't, I'm not all gloom and doom. I mean, to me, it's like we will, this too shall pass. We'll get through it. We'll be smart about it. Wendy, what are your thoughts on how it will impact the, you know, COVID-19 will impact volunteering and supporting nonprofits? What kind of changes do you see as a result of the pandemic? Well, I think first and foremost, our nonprofits are going to need us more than ever. So once we do determine the safe and appropriate way for us to engage, I I strongly encourage people to go out and do whatever they personally can to be a part of that success and a part of that recovery for our economy and for our nonprofits. But I think that that's really where it starts is people I'm hoping when it's appropriate, will be eager to go out and re-engage with a cause that's close to their heart or might have have read about something or seen something during this time where they're able to be uh, with their families and at home and maybe they talk about, hey, here's an opportunity to go participate now in this activity that supports a local nonprofit and really take that on as a, something they either want to bring forward, as Shaylin said, to our, to our CAT team um, or something that they just say, hey, let's, uh, you know, Friday, uh, you know, after work, maybe we could go uh, do a cleanup somewhere or we could go make sandwiches for the homeless. There's, there, I think there are going to be many, many opportunities for us to to hopefully do something and feel like we're giving back. Um, I, I just think that there's so many people who uh, have taken this time and who have been impacted by this uh, this disease that it's it is really going to be an opportunity for for rebirth and regrowth, hopefully in the future. And that is really a great answer, especially starting with out of the gate. Nonprofits are going to need our help more than ever before, and I could not agree with you more. So, Shaylin, is there anything you wanted to add to that? That, um, what are your thoughts on how it's going to look in the after times, as I call it? Yeah, I'm just. Re- I I don't know. I'm really interested to see what it does answer. look like. Um, but but I do have um, two specific examples of why our employees are just the best. Um, we have one employee who makes cards. Um, and so she made um, like craft uh, scrapbook kind of cards. Right. And I think she made a couple hundred cards and donated them out to, to pass along with um, meal delivery. Um, you know, cause a lot of seniors who get meals on wheels, the uh, drivers would stay and, um, you know, chat with them and give them a little bit of social interaction. And um, they're not able to do that now. So we, we, we donated some cards for the drivers to send along with uh, the meals. Um, Another one is we had two employees and their mothers realized that the, the homemade masks were going to probably be something that were very much needed. Um, And so they got busy and made a couple hundred masks. I'm not, 100% 100% sure what they did with them. I think they donated them to an organization. But that's just one of the two great things about our employees is it's kind of like they see a need and, and they fill a need without any questions asked. It's just something that needed to be done and they did it. And I see it. 
I see it, having friendships with some of the people and knowing that you are, it's really, really tough to fake sincerity around me because I'll, I'll nail you. People are excited about mm. the things they're doing at TEP and and they show up. That's how I, sh- that's what, how I would say it. So, Wendy Erica Worden. Um, this is a put your guest on the spot, but I know you can handle it. <laughs> I know, Mrs. Green. I've known you for a long time. I'm fully um, prepared. Well, we've been around the block in the volunteer arenas and for many decades, as I said. So do you have a sense, do you think TEP volunteerism is different than many other local companies? I'm I'm not going to say my opinion yet, but do you agree with that? And if you do, how would you say it's different? Sure. Well, a lot of people um, might not know that uh, there are companies in town which are, which are, wonderful and they do a great job and their volunteerism and I'll use air quotes here is is very needed um, they get certain time um, off from work that or that they can account their hours so possibly on a Thursday instead of going into an office or working remotely they can clock in and time their their code time to volunteerism and then that's their community supporting them out and they get compensated for that and that's that's wonderful we need that type of volunteerism this is not a a disregard to that type of volunteerism at all tep volunteerism is a little bit different in that when a tep when you see a blue shirt showing up or you see uh, someone out volunteering on behalf of tep in the community that person is is 100% on volunteer time. They are not compensated. They either have to shift uh, their work hours. They have to get approval from their supervisor. They have to just make special arrangements. And the wonderful thing is Tucson Electric Power is very gracious in, in granting that flexibility because they do support volunteerism. But those people are out in the community and doing those activities really, truly out of the benevolence in their heart because they want to be there and they want to be engaged doing those activities. They're not compensated for it in any way. So that's one thing that I think really does truly make TEP volunteers a little bit different. And then I really believe in the bottom of my heart, and it's what makes me so passionate and so committed to to, to working for Tucson Electric Power Company, is it is at the absolute highest levels of our management. Um, All of our senior leaders, you know, they show up for, you know, they show up in December at six o'clock in the morning at Kohl's to take kids clothes shopping so they can have jackets and, and appropriate shoes and things like that for the coldest times of the of the winter here in Tucson you know it's it, there are every single one of our senior leaders shows up for that event and it just it 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 every employee who's there and sees that sees that that leadership comes from the very very top and honestly i don't think there is anyone who is in our leadership that does not personally serve on a board of directors for one of the organizations in town. And so that's another great conduit for us is through our board of directors program. You know, so, so it really is, you know, walking the walk and talking the talk. It's not just seeing in a company newsletter, oh, please volunteer. It's a nice thing to do. It's that you're going to see your manager at that walk, or you're going to see a, you know, a senior vice president or our CEO, one of our, you know, our CEO or our president, 
they're being engaged. And I think that's really inspirational and aspirational for a lot of our employees. I agree. And you don't just write checks. I mean, money's good and you do that. You do a lot of distribution of funds to nonprofits, but it really mm-hmm. is walking the walk by by the contribution of time, which is our most precious resource. So Shaylin, don't think for a minute that I'm not going to put you on the spot. So get ready, kiddo. Um, <laughs> I don't know the answer to this. And it's just, I'm having so much fun with it. I mean, I am Mrs. Green after all, okay? So do you have any um, environmental volunteer activities that you've done that would spark joy in my heart recently, even in the past six months or the past year? Are you are you making sure you're <laughs> committing to the environment too? Well, absolutely, we are. Yay! Um, right before, um, as, as you call it, pre pre situation or, or pre pre whatever. The before we're times. Now. <laughs> the before time. There you go. Um, we actually had two really great ones, and they were new uh, opportunities for our um, employees, and they were very well received. Um, one of them was the Saguaro Census that we helped do. Um, that was out at um, Sabino or not Sabino Saguaro. Uh, east, I believe. Okay, I lied. Um, and we had about... <laughs> I lied. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I called Wendy Erica on the phone and I said, where are you? And she was doing that and I totally oh. forgot, so I wasn't lying. So yes, go on. Yeah. I'm sorry to be so rude. <laughs> no, it's okay. So we had, I think we had about 20 or so employees out and uh, like you said, Wendy Erica was one of the employees that day um, and they just went out and did a census of Tawaros, um and they it took almost all day. Um, so that one was a really interesting one. It was really well received. Uh, they don't do it every year. Again, you know, it's like a census. They only do it every four, four eight years or whatever. Um, the other one, which was really awesome and very well received, was we went out and did some um, trail rehab at Sanctuary Cove um, out on the west side of town. Um, we, we uh, TEP had funded to get a professional trail builder in to do a consultation. Um, and so we were working with them. Um, and Wendy Erica was actually a part of that one as well. Um, and so we were able to go through and they identified a couple trails that had become a little treacherous that were poorly built originally. Um, and so we, we rebuilt, you know, we closed off the old trail, rebuilt a new trail, um, and just improved some of the, the walking paths out there. And, and we did two events already um, in the before time. And we had tentatively planned for a couple in the fall, in the aftertime, which I think will probably still happen. We'll just need to get with the organization to confirm all that. But those were the two recent ones that we did that were outside of what we normally do, and they were extremely well received. Yeah, and I will tell you and, from... And Gina? Yeah. It, Gina, I was just going to say the thing that I think is so fun, and it, it made me think of it while Shaylin was, was talking, is that... so. The other great thing about volunteerism is that we're able to bring our spouses and our partners and our families with us on these volunteer events. And that in and of itself is, you know, great time that you get to bond with your family and, you know, showing the next generation the fun things to do. But uh, the thing that cracks me up every time I think about Sanctuary Cove is Shaylin was there with her significant <laughs> other and he was he was walking up and down. And like she said, it was really rocky and we needed to restructure 
you know, to make sure that all the water would run off this appropriately. And he, he went to kind of kick this one big rock out of the path that was there. And literally his soul came off his shoes. Um, so we, we, we now jokingly say that we work our significant other others so hard that their souls come off. Um, so that was just a, a really funny, funny visual that I always have in my head is her, her significant other with his literally his soul in the hand in his hand and kind of hobbling back down trying to get down to the bottom of the and, finish, and he finished the whole, the whole rest of the work day and it was just it was just great and we had a, just a fun beautiful day out in out in nature and that's a beautiful spot but i can tell you if i was on that assignment i would have volunteered to pass out coffee and donuts i don't like that at all mrs green come and clean on the air it's like i do not want to work do trail work so i always have a spot of uh i'm always willing to go not only pass the donuts out i'm willing to go and get them um but that's it's hard work so i applaud you it's both. hard work it is it's i'm not doing that i'd count saguaros but i am not I would not be that person. So anyway, um, well, that, uh, go ahead. That's one of the great, the great things about um, some of our events too, is that one specifically was at all levels. Um, there were people that were out there like Wendy and I, and we were swinging all kinds of hand tools. And then there was another group that um, had a little bit lighter work um, and they were just um, re replacing some of the pavers. And so, you know, we always try to offer um, multi-level experiences and, you know, where if you might, if you're not comfortable with a hand tool, that's fine. Come out and we'll have you just um, hand out coffee and donuts or something. Yeah, um, you but can be Mrs. Green Light. That would be me. <laughs> I would be the go. one. Um, my name in Latin, Regina, is Queen, and there's a reason for that. So I'm not doing this, <laughs> lifting those heavy rocks. But um, I have one last question for me, and then the final question will be if there's anything that you want to share that I didn't cover. But I think from the notes that I got from Kelly is that you actually have something called super volunteers. So Shaylin, is that, can you tell us, is there a category of called super volunteers and what is that all about? Um, we do, we have some super volunteers. Um, I, I like numbers. I like looking at, um, you know, our statistics and, and who does what, where. Um, we definitely have some employees that stand out above uh, the others. Um, we, in looking at it, a lot of our, uh, employees, our super volunteers, our air quote super volunteers are the ones that volunteer outside of work. We have quite a few, um, employee coaches, mostly dads who coach, um, softball, t-ball, soccer, all kinds of sports. Um, so some of those are super volunteers. It's really easy to rack up hours real quick when you're doing something multiple times a week for many hours. Um, and then some of a couple of our other super volunteers uh, foster animals. Um, and right now it's kitten season and they oh. both have foster kitties. Oh. Um, and, and so, you know, we do have some super volunteers and then we have some volunteers who show up to uh, almost any event that we offer. I have a couple of volunteers that probably showed up to 80% of our events last year just because that, you know, they don't have any one particular cause that they care about. They really care about everything. And that's kind of how I started as well. I, I, I didn't really know what I 
wanted to volunteer for. I just knew the company had a bunch of events, so I started going to all of them, and then I got hooked, and now here I am coordinating <laughs> volunteers. Now you're the person <laughs> in charge. Um, do they get in? Yeah. And I'm with you. Like, to me, in my business mind, if you can't measure it, it didn't happen. And I mean that, and that's not a cold calculating. I'm not talking about, you know, ROI. I'm talking about measure impact, and then you can use that as part of the story to inspire others. So do you have um, incentives or rewards, or is there a way that you, some people might not be encouraged without an incentive, and then they do it, Mm -hmm. and then they're hooked. So do you have anything that you do to reward them other than that really cool shirt? Yeah, so we do an annual volunteer appreciation, um, and anyone who volunteered the prior year is invited to celebrate with us, and we do something different every year. Um, We obviously weren't able to have one this year, and I was really bummed and very angry about it because it was a really cool one. We were going to a hockey game. Um, (laughs) but uh, So we do appreciate all of our volunteers on a general scale every year. Um, we do have, we pick a volunteer of the month and they get a hand-signed certificate from our VP and our CEO um, along with a gift card. Um, and that's a random, you know, people nominate their coworkers. And um, so that's one way to just recognize someone every month. Um, and then we also have li- a lifetime recognition program, which we're revamping. Um, it, it currently starts anywhere from 2,000 to 4,000 hours. Um, and when you hit that threshold, the company will make a donation to an organization of your choice. Um, so, so there's a bunch of different ways. Like I said, we're kind of revamping that program. We want to make a few lower levels, um, like you said, to try to maybe entice people who right. um, <laughs> you know, might want so. Who don't get intimidated by that number. It's like me. I just started doing Peloton classes and I look at what Kelly on my team is doing and she's a beast. And I think she did it the same way you eat every elephant one bite at a time. So don't get intimidated by that. But, you know, I just, I loved every minute of this. And I want to know if you have anything, either of you that I didn't ask you that you'd like to answer or any final words that you want to leave us with before I get the last word. <laughs> Shailen, just, you want to start? I, yeah, I think our volunteers are the best. Um, I, like I said, I started as a volunteer um, and I was fortunate enough to, um, you know, come into this position where I get to work with all of our volunteers now. Uh, and it just makes me so happy. All the people, like Wendy said, all the people that I get to meet throughout the company for all the many different reasons and, you know, see what they're passionate about and figure out how I can help them, you know, utilize the company's resources. Uh, that's, that's what's great to me. That's, that's my favorite part. I love it. Wendy? You know, I just say that, you know, so many places, uh, you know, your utility is just kind of like this nameless organization that you, you know, you send your your bill to every month. And the thing I love about, about Tucson Electric Power Company is every time we get to go volunteer, we get to be that face of Tucson Electric Power Company with that organization. And it really... I think helps us understand our customers that that they really feel like maybe they've known someone or met someone that they they can say they know someone at Tucson Electric Power Company and they see us out in the 
in the community because we really do care. So I think that that to me is, is, you know, that it's so many diverse faces of people that are employees that like Shailen said, are, are uh, coaching sporting events long after their kids have graduated or helping with 4-H long after their kids have been through the 4-H program. Uh, you know, to me, these are just really the, the true heroes are our volunteers and our employees who do it for all the right reasons. And we just could not be more proud to support them um, in all the activities that they do. You know, there's a kind of a whole law of attraction going on there. I don't want to get woo-woo because Joe will get mad at me maybe, but because so many of the leaders are what you just described, that's the kind of staff you attract. I've sat here in the studio with quite a few of TEP employees and you cannot fake it. The questions I ask are probing. They're not giving rote answers. Sometimes I put them on the spot. So my last words as someone... I'm wearing my Gina Murphy darling hat now. I have been involved in grassroots community organizations for a very long time. And I honestly don't know where many Tucson nonprofits would be without the money and the volunteer support of Tucson Electric Power. And I don't get much of a chance to thank you publicly, to honor you and make a big deal about what this one person who's a community, I'm a community champion, what I see and what I appreciate when it comes to your impact. So here's my chance to say thank you. Um, This community will need you and your support and your people power and your money perhaps more than any time since I've ever been alive, but absolutely for sure the last 45 years that I have lived and work here. And when I was preparing for the final words, I just kind of put my thoughts together and don't read them. I just had this feeling, this hit in my heart that TEP will not disappoint. Um, So I'll get to thank you in advance for that support. And I know it will look exactly like what we need. And as always... My final thanks goes out to all of you, our wonderful, amazing, supportive listeners, because without you, there would be no us. So Shaylin and Wendy Erica, the time flew for me, and I hope it did for you, and I thought it was a great interview. So thank you both for showing up and for what you do. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. Make it a great green day. Thanks, everybody. Mm -hmm.